talk about the couple that named their twins Corona and COVID. Bullshit, this did not happen. Dude, I can't believe I fucking chucked that into a search engine. Because it might be real. Oh my god, it's real. Welcome to chapter 151 of stories of a snowy skinned son. Welcome back. It feels good to be back. That one was sent in by listener Dylan. Thank you very much, mate. And you can comment below your suggestions of the intro or send me an email. Keep shooting them through because I'm definitely running out. Man, I'm just having a wild ride today. I got that feeling that I need to sneeze, but I've, it's like, it's you know when you did need to sneeze, but then it's gone, but then it's like 10% still there? That's been me for the last hour. Just like, do you reckon there's a person in the world who just constantly needs to sneeze? I reckon that's the worst feeling. I reckon I'd rather have one arm than always be on the brink of sneezing, but never do. That would just be an unfulfilling life because there's nothing more fulfilling than needing to sneeze and getting a good out, you know, than just exploding in public. Not at the moment, not a great time to be publicly exploding, um, you know, or ever actually exploding wise, but not not a great time to be sneezing uh, right now. But man, I'm just right on the brink. So this that's going to be the vibe of today's episode is like you're about to listen to a guy that is absolutely on the verge of sneezing. And that's going to be my attitude throughout. You never know. We might get the sneeze in this podcast. If we're lucky, you guys might hear the live sneeze. What a thrill for this. I reckon, I don't think I've ever done a sneeze on the podcast. One time Lewis did one on the radio and we celebrated it with a cake. Uh, It was supposed to be a cake for Mike's birthday, but we reversed the cake and then made it a cake to celebrate Lewis's first on-air sneeze. So maybe we're going to have to get a cake because I'm I'm right on the brink again. And I, I don't know if it's allergies. I've been inside. Why would I have allergies? Anyway, guys, I'm good. Hope you're well. Uh, we're back. Didn't, didn't do a podcast last week. I'll explain why in a sec. It's pretty boring. But, uh, man, I just got – I woke up today, and it's kind of been my whole week, man. I've just been rattled this week absolutely rattled. Obviously, I'm juggling a lot. I've got a weed war on my hands, which I'll give you guys an update. Don't worry. It won't be a 45-minute update. Um, We'll set a timer this week. I've got just like a lot of my plate, you know, like if I was a plate and it was one of those kid divider plates, why do they do that, by the way? What kind of fucking four-year-old is that stupid that he can't differentiate between meat and vegetables? How dumb do you think kids are? Actually, kids are pretty dumb. They shit themselves. So, yeah, that's fair enough, actually. Just, yeah, segregate. Well, yeah, when's the age when, obviously, like, you learn to walk just after you're one, don't you? Not really sure what all the ages are and all the milestones of being a child, but when's the part where you stop segregating your veggies from your uh, meat or whatever the, the, the main bit is of the meal? I reckon about four, surely. If you're doing that in primary school, fuck, that's pathetic. Uh, you always used to see those kids that used to have the Tupperware at schools where their mum would pack them like, and it had all the different parts just segregating like it was a fucking bus in the 1940s. You know, they got the, you know, some shit at the front, some shit at the back. And it's just like, hey, man, 
It's 2020. Put all that fuck, put all those snacks together, boy. This is, you know, we live in a progressive society. There's no need to segregate your fruit from your sandwich anymore. Okay, in a container. Just chuck it all in, man. That's what I did. My my school lunchbox was an absolute just it was the same thing every day. Obviously, it's me. I don't know about you guys, but my school lunchbox was fruit at recess, maybe like a treat. Say like if we had some leftovers the night before, maybe a donut or like a muff, a muffin, not a vagina. Uh, if you don't know, muff is a slang term for a pussy. I didn't just eat fucking pussy for recess. I don't think many people were eating pussy for recess in high school. It was a muffin. I just wanted to clarify that in case you guys thought I was fucking crushing it in like year seven. Just <laughs> Imagine a guy who's born that hard, just like, you know, the recess bell goes and all these friends like have a roll up, a little snack, you know, some fucking kid who's got shitty parents has like a packet of shapes and that's like his whole meal for the day. And then one kid just comes out and he's just like eating fucking pussy, man. <laughs> And everyone's like, damn, Damien's fucking killing it today. Good on him, man. Pussy for the third time this week. Man, his mom knows how to show a pack of lunchbox. <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes I just get myself, man. Sometimes some shit I say just amuses the hell out of me and maybe just me. But that's fine. I lo- I fu- you know what? If you can't tell, I fucking lost the plot. This week, 100%. I caught myself doing some crazy shit this week. I was making myself a sandwich, uh, which is not the crazy part. That would not be crazy. Imagine if I stopped the story there. I did, oh, Bro, I did some crazy shit this week. Oh, yeah? What'd you get up to? <laughs> Man, had a ham and cheese. Fuck. Get out of here. Nah, bro. I cut it in fucking halves and everything. You're... You're crazy, man. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> I've lost the plot, okay? I was making myself a sandwich, and then I don't know if you guys remember that viral video from like 2007, um, but I just started doing this, and I was dying laughing, by the way, while I was doing it. I was by myself. Like, Meg was in another room. I'm. There was no one around. I could not stress that enough. I was the only living thing in the room, and I'm losing my mind laughing at myself i just i'm cutting the bread and i'm like bread bread savorous bread dumble jam bread savorous bread dumble jam and then i'm like (laughs) harry butter harry butter (laughs) do you guys remember that um yeah that that video called harry potter puppet pals (laughs) dude i was doing a bread parody and just dying like that's that's the pinnacle of comedy you can really tell that I haven't been on stage a lot lately because the bar is definitely lowered. And not only that, I'm going to extra lengths to just entertain myself at this point. So bread, bread, Severus, bread, Dumble Jam, bread. And then Meg walked in at me and I'm just halfway through going, Harry Butter, Harry Butter, Ron, Ron, Toaster. And she's just like, I hope you're happy with yourself. And I'm like, fuck, I am. This is good stuff. This is so funny. And then I'm like, you know what? This is so good. I'm going to talk about it on my podcast, right? So that's it. I've lost the absolute plot. Hope you guys are coping better than me because apparently that's where I'm at. He's doing parodies of 2007. And I know that because I 
watch the video today. I looked it up on YouTube and it's a great video. What is that mysterious ticking noise? <laughs> and oh, man, it's good. I'm funny. I'm the best. I, I get the appeal of this podcast now. I'm definitely uh, something. You know, I may not be the <laughs> yeah, a comedian at this point, you know, currently, but, you know, with that kind of form, but it's something, isn't it? You can't deny that. This podcast is something. It is content. Uh, so that's the ba- that's the passable rate at this point, you know. I'm just trying to get a C in life now. I've felt, I felt like I spent years striving for an A, but when you lower the bar like that, and you set yourself a standard of going, you know what, singing about making yourself some toast and a bit of bread, you know, with some jam and butter to a viral video from 2007, that's a C. And when you set the bar at that level, you can never be disappointed. So that's what my honest advice would be to do with this whole isolation thing is set the bar lower for yourself. Take, well, obviously we've all taken a few months off, And then when we, obviously, we're going to start to come out of this soon, hopefully. And when we do, when we're easing back into life, let's just come back and set the bar a little lower for ourselves. People are always like, you got to set goals, you know, but then it makes you feel like shit if you don't achieve them. Um, I was speaking in my Discord this week about, and there's been a few guys and a few girls in there just absolutely ripping up the world gym, which is awesome to see. And obviously I don't talk about this movement a lot anymore. I don't know why I keep saying, obviously it's really annoying me. Um, yeah, I, I almost said it again. What the fuck? Dude, I've lost it. I've lost the plot. Hang on. Guys, where did the plot go? I've lost it. And then a map with an X that marks the plot. Cause I've got fucking no idea where it is. Damn it. I'm like a Fisher song, man, because I'm losing it. <laughs> I'm in a strange mood, if you can't tell. Um, usually I don't record the podcast when I'm in this mood because uh, it's not very good. So <laughs> but today I was like, man, I haven't done a podcast in two weeks. I got to. Um, what was I even talking about? Oh, yeah, there's people absolutely tearing up the world gym in my Discord. And I feel like... What was I saying? Oh, yeah, it sucks because we're talking about setting the bar low. And I was saying like, oh, I did want to get an Apple Watch, but now I can't afford it because of this whole no job thing I've got going for me at the moment, whatever. And I, and then one of the other guys in there was like, yeah, I was going to get a smartwatch as well to track my running. And then I realized I didn't want to be heckled and reminded about what a piece of shit I am by a watch, like by technology. And I was like, that's so true, man. And it really put me off you know, getting like, cause you, if you have stats when you run, right. And you're comparing how you ran yesterday and you just have a shit one. Sometimes you're just not on it and you're feeling a bit sore. You might have had a bad, you know, curry the night before. And then you're running the next day going, there is not a toilet in sight and I've got two Ks to go. Let's just slow it up a bit. Whatever the reason may be. Sometimes you're just not 100%. And sometimes you got to set the bar low for yourself. But the problem with technology, when you run with it, it doesn't know how to set the bar lower. It just sets the bar at You know, it doesn't encounter in the fact that you have a curry. That's what pisses me off about those running apps. It's like, yes, it's great. It tracks your heart rate, your kilometers, how far you've run, even the elevation. They're very detailed statistics, but there's not one point in those running apps where you can enter like, oh, I had a mild curry last night. 
then forgot to take a shit before bed. My bad. There's no part, there's no box to check where it factors any of this stuff in. So the point is sometimes you can't always get an A, you know, for whatever circumstance. And the circumstance now for me is, oh, look, I can't really practice comedy that much. So if I'm going to sing Harry Potter Puppet Pals parodies when I'm making jam, then so be it. That's the standard now. So that's what I'm just saying to you is like, go out there this week and if you do some shit, be like, hey, I'm only human. I bleed when I fall. I've been on TikTok too much. I'm only human. Dude, I made a video with that song in the background as a meme like three years ago. I'm cutting edge in the meme game. There's a video on my channel where I use that uh, song. I mean, it wasn't a great video, but it's still cutting edge. The fact that I... I thought I at the time when that song came out, I was like, this is a good meme song. This song's over the top. It should be a meme. I'm just a pioneer in the meme song realm. I've I've also picked a couple of other ones that I've never done videos on, but the other meme song video ideas that I've had in the past was I'm the man. You know that song like you can tell everybody. I'm the man and the man. You know that song? It's up by like ah, uh, I don't know who it's by. But yeah, that song. I was going to do the one song where, like, the joke is, like, I'm not the man. And I do all this stuff in the video. Like, I go and get... But I never realized, like, I think I'm the man, but I'm constantly failing. Like, one is... I don't want to tell you the video idea in case I still do it. I should probably just do the video, actually. It's been, like, three years since I thought of the video idea. Yeah, you know what? If I say the video idea, then someone's just going to take it. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do that video. The point is... um, I think of good meme song ideas. What was I even talking about? Dude, I've been doing this podcast for like 12 minutes. I've no, no fucking idea what I've talked about. Oh, I'm rattled this week. Back to where I originally started, I think. That's how rattled I am. I can't even remember how I started this podcast. This morning, I woke up feeling good about the day. Really good. I was like, had a big plans. Going to do a podcast at 1 p.m. <laughs> it's now 5.30 p.m. That's how my day's gone. Four and a half hour delay on that. Uh, and then as soon as I got out of bed, check my phone, uh, scrolled past a few Instagram DMs. Sometimes I check it in the morning, see what's rolled in overnight. And I get a lot of great messages from you guys and it does keep me going, but there's this little part in the human brain that just for some reason you could get a million compliments and then if one person just said something slightly off, it was a compliment, by the way. I'm not complaining about this. It just rattled me because I thought about it too much. I got so many nice things. Man, your comedy's helping me through this time. Means a lot. That's that's so cool. And I, I love those messages. Thank you very much if you're one of those people. And I'm glad that this silly podcast and all the videos I do is making people happy. That's the goal. Because it's certainly not for money. I do this for you. Um, and also because it's fun to not have a real job. But at times, like now, it's financially stressful. Hence me losing my mind, singing parodies about bread. <laughs> but get a, I get a lot of nice messages. Then I got one. I got tagged in someone's story. Now it was by a girl named Ariana. Massive shout out to you, Ariana. Appreciate you following me on Instagram. Woohoo! I didn't read it properly. It was just one of those automatic things where, like, I thought it was like, tag your favorite comedians tag your favorite bands, tag your favorite, it was like, had a bunch of categories, and it was like, uh, what was it? Oh yeah, it was like, tag your favorite singer, 
actor, actress, and whatever. And I got tagged under comedian with Carl Barron. And I was like, that is such a huge compliment. Thank you so much. Like, that's really, I mean, Carl Barron, I think we can all agree, one of Australia's best, if not Australia's best, you know, in, in a lot of people's eyes. He's considered one of the big dogs in Australian comedy. A huge compliment to be compared next to him, considering I've been doing it for a very small amount of time. And uh, yeah, so I was like, oh, Ariana, too kind. You're making my heart melt. And then I read the top of it, which was my celebrity crushes. And under comedians, it's Luke Kidgel and Carl Barron. Now, I'm thrilled and I'm chuffed. I'm bloody flattered that I'm your celebrity crush. And celebrities using the term very loosely. By the way, I think you've, uh, you've really misinterpreted the word celebrity there, uh, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. Now, this is maybe it's a positive thing, and maybe I'm looking too far into this, guys. I probably am, but pretty rough, I think we can all agree that all I took away from that is so I'm as hot as Carl Barron. He's a bald man who's 55 years old. Again, I looked it up. I was self-conscious. I was like, he better not be 60. He's 55, okay? He's bald, bit short, kind of big ears. He jokes about it a lot on stage. I'm not saying he, Carl Barron's an ugly guy by any means. He's aged very well, actually. But I'm 24. Now, I think anyone can agree is no 24-year-old male would ever want to be compared in hotness to Carl Barron. Yet I woke up this morning, one of the first things I see starting my day, boom, you're as hot as Carl Barron right in front of me. And I'm thinking, fuck, there goes my day. Absolutely rattled here. <sighs> That's okay. I can move on from this. <sighs> so I, I put it on my story as a joke. I was like, I'm as hot as Carl Barron. Then Ariana, or I don't know what her name is. I think it's Ariane, Ariana. I don't know. She follows it up with, what can I say? Carl is a sexy beast. So I put on my story saying, I'm officially as hot as Carl Barron. Kind of as a joke, because he's known for not being particularly attractive. And also, he's in his 50s and he's bald. And that's pretty rough. I'm not trying to say I'm a 10, by the way. I just, all I'm trying to say is, I'm definitely hotter than Carl Barron. <laughs> because I'm not 55 and bald. And also, if you're into that, then why are you into me? Surely her other, you know, comedian crush would be like, I love Jim Owen or like, you know, I love Joe Rogan and Carl Barron because they're like, they look similar. You know, they're, they're in the same age range and they're bald and man, I just, I would have preferred it perhaps like, you know, Tommy Little and Luke Kidgel. I'm like, oh man, that's, you know, that would, yeah, it's just rough. That's okay. So, so that rattled me a bit. And, um, you know, I, I really appreciate it, Ariana. But when you get told that, because man, this is what happened mentally for me. It was just a crushing moment when I went from going, oh, I've just been compared to one of the best comedians in the country. Wow. <laughs> what a start to the day, Luke. Off to a great one. Go out there. Have your wee bix. Do seven. Keep fucking crushing it, dude. That's what I did internally. And then straight away glanced up my celebrity crushes. I went, oh, <laughs> wow, what a fall from grace that was. Woo! 
that's all right, guys. Um, I, I bounced back, right? I bounced back because I've got a podcast to do. I've been writing some scripts this week. I've had a real busy week behind the scenes, uh, which is, I guess, why I didn't do the podcast last week. Uh, it's so weird. I feel like it's you can't come out and say, I've been so busy, but I gen- I cannot stress enough. I feel like I have been. And um, and there's also, like, I just haven't been in the greatest mood. Obviously, everyone's been, like, um, knocked around a little bit by this coronavirus, uh, and I know we've all been affected. Obviously, I'm no exemption to that. I've, I'm one of the few that fall under, oh, sorry, one of the many that fall under that category uh, being financially affected by that. And there was just a few issues last week, but it's all good now. Um, and yeah, just kind of got to like Thursday night and I was like, man, I'm not gonna be able to get a podcast up till Friday. So we'll just wait till next week. So, uh, that's what kind of went down last week, had a few hiccups, minor problems. And by minor, I mean, thousands of dollars of debt from the tour being canceled, but that's okay. Oh fuck. I just got my elbow. Um, but other than that, fine. So yeah, that's why there was no podcast last week. I just like got called up. And then today, it's one of those things, man. I feel like sometimes, I don't know, people who run their own shit would be able to relate to this, their own enterprise, if you will, uh, which I guess is what I have. Uh, it's sometimes the things you would love to be doing is unfortunately to keep it going, the uh, things you can't never get around to, like the, uh, you know, the podcast. I, I love doing this podcast, but sometimes you have to be on phone to management, accountants, blah, blah, blah. And then it gets to the end of the day and you're like, what have I actually achieved today creatively? And that's been a bit of the last week, but it's obviously that's life. So anyway, I, I'm not going to come out here and make excuses. I just didn't get around to doing your podcast last week and I had like one opportunity to do it and I was in a fucking foul mood and I'd never, I don't know, I always toy up because I'm like, it probably would have been a funny podcast because it would have been like angry funny. You know what I mean? But I just didn't want to channel that anger and say anything stupid or whatever that I regretted. So I just ended up doing a podcast and I feel like I never do it. I try and never do podcasts when I'm in a bad mood, but I also at the same time don't want to hide the fact that I'm in a bad mood so that therefore I just don't do it when I'm in a bad mood, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, I just try and avoid doing it when I'm shitty because then I just want the podcast to be good. So whatever. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you can't always hide. I'm, I'm not going to hide how I feel. And even before this podcast, I was a bit shitty, but anyway, whatever. This is getting boring. This is why I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Let's go back to talking about bread, bread, Severus bread, Dumble Jam. I like that bit of the podcast. That bit was funny. Guys, I've got, uh, a bunch of questions, uh, that I never answered like weeks ago when I asked you guys for questions and I thought I would attack them this week and then we'll do an update for the weed war at the end of the podcast and um then i've also what else we got planned oh that's it oh and flex chat i've got a couple of flex chats for you as well so uh if you want to keep sending your flexes please do by the way can we send the flex chats in via uh sorry via email not via instagram i get a lot of great ones over instagram and then I screenshot them and then I just gets lost in my camera roll or it gets, or I lose the track of the people. And then essentially I just write in flex. So write flex in the subject. And then when I go to the podcast, all I have to do is search my, search my emails for the word flex and then they all come up. 
So that may, if you want to get on the podcast, that's the best way to do it. Luke.Kidgel at gmail.com. Send in any correspondence to do with the podcast about that. It makes it a lot easier to filter for me because I get a lot of DMs, many of which are soul crushing and which tell me I'm as hot as Carl Barron. But sometimes it is great content for the podcast, but then I forget about it. Uh, one of the DMs that I did remember was, uh, it was a weed war suggestion. I forget who sent it in as well, but... um. Someone suggested I nuke the weeds with water bombs filled with poison, <laughs> which is pretty creative and would be fun, I think. And I think that's like plan E. I'm currently still on plan A. And then if plan B doesn't work out and C and D will resort to nuking the weeds with water bombs full of poison. It's just a dangerous maneuver because you've got to make the mix and then if it touches you, like the poison touched my skin the other day and it like really irritated and burnt my skin. It's very strong, like the concentrate because it makes like 200 liters, uh, it says on the packet, of weed killer. So it's like cordial but with poison, you know? It's fucking strong shit. So... Uh, anyway, I'll talk about the Weibo at the end. So this first question uh, came in from Jess. Oh, this one's so weird. It said, what type of boyfriend are you? Weird question, but like sweet, mean, etc. <laughs> I'm a fucking asshole, Jess. I just, you know, oh, Meg, come here and just fucking start slapping her around. No. Why would you, why would you imply that I'm mean? That's so, oh, that's mean. That's so weird to say. What type of boyfriend are you? Like a mean one? Are you like a cockhead? Are you like a fucking asshole that I could never trust? I just, I just want to know. <laughs> I would say I'm a lovely boyfriend. And I would say that I am a way... Oh, this is lame. And this is why I never wanted to come across. I'm a way bigger cutie than it comes across. I'm fucking adorable. Okay. And no, but I think I also am very annoying at times because I just try and make everything into a joke. And I also just yell, Dumble Jam in the kitchen, which is, I guess, a lot to be around with. But I thought the best way to answer this question would be I found a card, a Christmas card from this year. This is the Christmas card that I gave Meg for Christmas, obviously. Um, And I just thought the best way to answer this question would be to read this Christmas card that I gave her. And uh, so, first of all, the front of the card says, geez, Doug, you've been working out. And then I added a little uh, speech bubble from the other snowman. So it's two snowmen talking to each other. And then he says, well, Jim. And the joke there being uh, one of the snowmen has twig arms and the other one has big logs on his arms. And I added in a personal in-joke on a Christmas card. And then... This is what I wrote inside. Uh, so yeah, this is, Jess, this is what type of a boyfriend I am in a nutshell. Dear Meg, I just wanted to say you're welcome. You are so lucky to have such a shredded, elite, and humble boyfriend. I am truly the best. I got you some gifts, but the main gift is me. Best Christmas ever. Merry Christmas. Love, Luke. XX. And then... I did a little arrow to the X's that said, these aren't kisses, these are Roman numerals of how many inches my dick is. So, <laughs> I think that answers uh, the your question. That's what type of boyfriend I am. I'm a fucking asshole. Um, 
<laughs> and then I wrote, P.S. I'm awesome and so are you. So that's a little bit cute, but I don't think it, uh, I think it's a little bit outweighed by um, the other shit I wrote. So um, yeah, that's, that's what kind of boyfriend I am. Uh, even not moments where I probably should be nice. Um, I just got to, you got to remind them fucking that you've got it going on. You know, I'm like Stacy's mum, dude. I've fucking got it going on. And you got to let them know. But um, no, I'm, that's, 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 that's the only flaw I think that I have in a boyfriend is that um, I'm also really bad at gifts in general. Usually I just get, get really stressed out. Like, like my gift isn't good enough. I hate giving people gifts, dude. I love receiving gifts. How good is receiving shit and having to do no work? It's the best part of life. But doing stuff, actually having, actually having to doing do stuff for another person, no, no matter how much you love them, is fucking awful. Dude, I hate Christmas for that reason. Like, I like the day of Christmas. I like turkey. Uh, I like guessing the punchlines of bonbon jokes. Um, I like the vibe of Christmas. There's a few Christmas films. Elf. That's about it, actually. But there's just, other than that, it's a lot of effort. You know, oh, we've got to set up the tray. Fuck, yeah, yeah. And you do it because oh, it makes you happy, but does it? You know, because you got to do a little, a lot of work. I'm one of those people. Bit, a bit of a bar humbug with the exemption of December 25th. I'm festive as fuck, man. I love Christmas, but other than that, it's like, whoa, we're all going to a lot of effort here to impress 10 people that we love. That's the thing. If you truly love someone, you'll understand that they couldn't be fucked to get you a good gift. And when people... Don't bother to get me a good gift. I'm like, hmm, I love you. And I understand because I would have hated to do that as well. I, I never get annoyed when people don't get me a good gift. I was like, fuck, I can't believe you even tried a little bit to get me a gift because I didn't try at all. Here's a gift voucher from JB Hi-Fi. Merry Christmas. See you next year. I hate gifts, but that's probably my one weakness as a boyfriend is gift giving. I still do it and I've nailed it, but it just stresses me out. Full on. And I make a big deal of it. And it's probably not that much of a big deal. And I would say, um, yeah, I, I, I try and I, I just joke around all the time. But Meg does too, though. So that's like kind of why we're perfect a bit. Because some girls will be like, okay, you don't have to joke around all the time. Not, not everything's a joke to you. Christmas is not a joke. But Meg was like, oh, you are the best. I like this card. So, yeah, I hope that answers your question, Jess. Um I'm a fucking cutie. <laughs> and my cock's huge. If you could take two things away from that. Um, <laughs> Evan said, what tunes you been bumping during quarantine? That, that, that either implies that I've been hip and shouldering tunes or snorting them. I, I just listened to them with my ears, dude, but I haven't been bumping shit during quarantine. But what tunes you been bumping during quarantine, Luke? Anything new or the regular white boy variety? Well, I would say you've, there's one flaw in that question, Evan. It's that if it's the regular white boy playlist, <laughs> there's no variety. It's just Blink-182 and Fall Out Boy. All right, a little bit of Simple Plan. Okay, maybe there's a little bit of variety. And by variety, I mean the occasional Sum 41 track. Okay, or newfound glory, you know, or Mayday Parade, or All American Rejects, Panic at the Disco. But I think if you remove yourself from that as a whole and you look at that playlist, you go, "There's fuck all variety there." Uh, I have been. What have I been 
listen to. Oh, I think I talked about this a while ago on the podcast. My my favorite artist at the moment, and I don't give a fuck, okay, because I know a lot of people don't like him for some reason. I am obsessed with Machine Gun Kelly. I love his music so much. I like he's my favorite artist at the moment. I think what he's been putting out during quarantine, if you've seen it, it's been in like YouTube trending a bunch of times. Um, I the reason why I love him is because he like combines my two favorite genres, which is like hip hop and rap mixed with pop punk and rock. And it's like this four. Oh, it's so good, dude. I love it. I love the whole like punk rock kind of like emo ish vibe and like the not giving a fuck. I just am a sucker for that type of music, even though I'm old and I feel like I should be above that. Like, I feel like that's such a teenager thing. I'll, I don't think I'll ever grow out of that phase. I think it's, I still think it's funny that like 30 year old men sing about like not Machine Gun Kelly, but I'm talking about like pop punk bands. I think it's so funny. I've talked about before on the podcast, that song, I'm just a kid by simple plan is always the funniest song to me because it's just like this guy in his mid to late twenties going, I'm just a kid and life is a nightmare. You're like, dude, you're not a kid. You have a mortgage probably like you're, you're singing about being a child and it's, I don't know. That's funny to me when it's so weird to me when like bands like who are like 40 sing about young love. Like, do you know, Bowling for Soup are still a band who make music. You know, that band that sings like 1985, they just hit the wall. That band, they make music and they just sing about girls. And it's like, what the fuck? Don't you have families? It, that's one thing that's always so weird to me. And I think that's why I don't really like New Blink as much because it's like, they kind of come off as like old dudes still singing about young people shit. Like just sing about what's relevant to you. Um, but yeah, I love Machine Gun Kelly. If you love pop punk, I truly think you'll really like him. His new song, uh, Bloody Valentine, fucking slaps. It's with Travis Barker. He does a bunch of shit with Travis Barker. Where's a good place to start? Listen to the uh, song, I Think I'm Okay. I love that one. Bloody Valentine, Let You Go is a banger. Um, the whole album, Bloom, is pretty good. Uh, but yeah, he's releasing like a pop punk album, and I'm so excited. And it's called Tickets to My Downfall. And I could talk about this all day. I'm honestly obsessed with him and it's so weird because I never have anyone to talk about it with because no one really likes him. And the reason why everyone hates on Machine Gun Kelly, if you don't know who he is, you might remember he's that guy who dissed Eminem like three years ago and people still hung up on that. I think that's cool that he dissed Eminem. I don't know why everyone was hating on it. Eminem, I think it's so awesome that he made a bunch of loser, white kid, Eminem fans angry for no reason. I think that's hilarious. And by the way, I'm a fan of Eminem. You can be a fan of both. That exists. But on the internet, obviously, you've got to pick your, pick your team. People have, and most people picked Eminem. <laughs> Fair enough. I picked Machine Gun Kelly. I write, fucking love me an underdog, you know? I go from Melbourne in the AFL. I've always rooted for the underdog, you know? That's why I like my content. It'll never, you know, I'll probably never hit a mainstream level of, um, you know, success, but... Fuck, Severus bread. That was good shit, you know? So you got to get around the underdog occasionally. And I relate to that. It's the, I, I like the struggle, you know? And I think it's cool that Machine Gun Kelly's be, been at it for years. And he, I think it's really cool that he doesn't stick in his genre. And I thought the Eminem diss track was fucking sick. And that's how I became a fan of him. So, like, he got a bunch of hate for the time. Like, 
you know, writing a song about Eminem. I just think that's so awesome. It's such a ballsy move to like go at the fucking big dog. And they had some beef about Machine Gun Kelly said something about his daughter and then Eminem dissed him in a song. Rap beef is so stupid because at the end of the day, it's two grown ass men writing poems about one another and then going, huh, at the end. So it doesn't matter. Like you, you don't have to pick a team in that because essentially you're arguing about who your favorite poet is. That's at the end of the day, that's kind of what you're asking about. Who does the best rhymes? <laughs> it's so stupid. Like it's, it's art. It's, it's music. Just, it is what it is. People look too far into stuff. I think like, bro, there's beef. It's like, no, there's money in it. That's it. People look way too far into it. But yeah, I think Michelle and Kelly's super cool. Um, I love his music. I love everything he's put out in like the last year, pretty much. I fucking really like it and I'm obsessed. And that's the end of the question because I could talk about this forever. I'm a massive nerd about it. I literally listen to his music every day. <laughs> that's, you know what? That kind of answers your question. I've been bumping Machine Gun Kelly all day, every day throughout this quarantine and I never get sick of it. I'm weird. I get very obsessive about things. Like I used to be obsessed with pop punk music and I still am, but yeah, it's like he combined my two favorite things and I was like, this is fucking sick. Um, this one comes in from Oz, Ostocks on Instagram. How great is it not having to do your hair anymore because you don't see anymore? Oh, because you don't see anyone. I can't read. <laughs> Apparently, I don't see anymore. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's not that great. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, it's not great for me. I can't relate to this because I'm on camera a lot. People see me. I think he meant to say is, how great is it not having to do your hair anymore because no one sees you anymore? That's great if you stay in your house and no one sees you, but I put videos out to thousands of people online like every second day. So, well, not every second day, but I'm always on Instagram and stuff. So I would say this is not relatable to me at all. I'm sure it's great for, for the rest of you who are just chilling at home going, I don't give a fuck what I look like. You know, that's great. And I wish... I could be in that category, but yeah, my hair's just getting long and it's just not that great. You know, it's fine. I'm not bothered by it. I'm not, I'm probably not going to cut it either. I just will look like shit and then always have to deal with that. You know, I'll just upload a video and be like, oh, my hair's too long. Anyway, future looks problem. Put it off like everything else, you know, suppress it. You know, what's that? A feeling. I'm a man. Push it down, you know, but in this case, what's that? A potential haircut that I have to do in the future. Fuck it. Do it later. I'm a man. Push it down. That's what we do. So I'm thinking of doing a video like every other YouTuber of uh, getting Meg to cut my hair. And, you know, my girlfriend cuts my hair challenge, <laughs> which would probably get five to 7,000 views. Um, you know, it's, it's okay. It's, it wouldn't be my best. It wouldn't be my worst, but it would be a video. Again, passable rate. That would be a C plus. So I might do that if it gets really long. But I reckon like they reckon in the next couple of weeks, there might be a few uh, lockdown restrictions uh, eased in Victoria. They're already doing it in uh, Queensland, Perth, I believe, New South Wales. Not sure about Adelaide or South Australia. I actually know very little about what's happening in, in South Australia at, at any given time. I think even the people there wouldn't fucking know. Why would you care? You know, it's like, oh, whatever. Why are we even here? Um, 
So yeah, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I think hairdressers are open anyway. I could just go get a haircut. I'm just choosing not to. I'm just using this as an excuse to not. I'm like, well, I can't. I probably could. I think they're open. So um, yeah, uh, I can't really relate to that, Oz Stocks, but I'm sure it's great for you, man. I'm glad. Good luck to you. I hope you look like fucking Jared Leto in your mum's basement with your long flowing hair. Nick said, what was the best primary school excursion you went on? We all had a favorite. Oh, that is true, Nick. Um, ones that stands out. This might only be relatable for people who grew up in Melbourne. But if you grew up in Melbourne, you know what I'm going to say, man. You know what I'm going to say. It's not the zoo, okay? It's not some weird park that you went or a wetland area that they took you to. Nah, dude, it's not the museum. It's science works, man. Science works was the shit. You can race Kathy Freeman. I think it's come up before in earlier episodes of this podcast, how good that place was. You can race Kathy Freeman. You can like do rowing. There's like a bunch of cool things you can do. There's a drop slide, I believe, or maybe I'm getting confused now. Look, it's kind of like Questacon if you're in... Canberra, Questacon is probably better actually, but Melbourne have like a B grade version called Science Works, and that was that was not an excursion. That may as well have been a public holiday because that was a day off school. You went to Science Works, and you come out the day, and the teachers like, now what did we all learn? You're like that I could be a fucking Olympian because I almost beat Kathy Freeman. That's what we learned today, and then you found out that they just set the difficulty low and it wasn't real, but that's okay. It makes kids think they can achieve something, which is ultimately a bad thing because most of those little fuckers can't. Let's be honest. Like, you know, I I, I love that we tell kids you can do anything, but most of them you're like, but maybe within reason and probably not is for real. You know, that's the real reason is like you can do anything if you bust your ass every day and have a reasonably high intelligence, you know, although I'm a pretty good example of you can cut through the pack and still be a little bit slow. You don't have to read a book to have a podcast. <laughs> That's a good quote, isn't it? <laughs> you don't have to read a book to pretend you know what you're talking about. Hi, I'm Luke Kidgel. Nice to meet you. <laughs> That's kind of my vibe, you know, but no one ever told me I could be anything, man. And also I never wanted to do this. No, like I wish I had that cool story. Like I think Lewis, uh, he always wanted to be a comedian. Here's this story where he's like, I had a joke book when I was 15, man, and Dave Hughes signed it. And it's like, and he keeps it close to his heart and that's his little thing. And, th- and that's what he'll say. If he ever gets it on Jimmy Fallon, you know, that'll be the thing they talk about. I don't have that. Like, I don't have a little thing where once I was 10 years old and I was walking down the street and someone said, knock, knock. And I said, who's there? And he said, oh, lettuce. And I said, oh let us in and uh, whatever and then I, and I went oh, and I laughed and from then on I thought I want to be a comedian that I never had that you know I wish for that story I could have thought of a better knock knock joke I don't really know many to be honest um knock knock who's there think of a better think of a better who think of a better joke whack hang on Whatever. I make no apologies for that joke. This is me. Um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, kids can't achieve anything. That's what I was talking about. So if you're young right now, if you're 10 or 11, just know 
that you might end up working in a warehouse and be mildly unhappy forever. And that's okay. So as long I would say the sooner you realize that you probably can't follow your dreams, you should, you should follow them to a point, you know? You like if if I, I I said to myself if I'm getting nowhere with this, and I said this when I was twenty, I was like if I get nowhere with comedy, like see no progress at all, when I'm like twenty five, twenty six, then I'll probably maybe start thinking about other things, you know. I, I'm like maybe this isn't for me, you know that that's what I said to myself early, and then I was lucky that I did see some success and stuff, but you know. I'm not, I'm not, oh man, I feel like I've just crushed so many fucking dreams right now. I'm just trying to be real with you all, okay? My point is, you're not all going to be Brad Pitt, okay? There's some of you that might just work at fucking IGA. And that's not a, uh, now I feel bad for the people who work at IGA, damn it. Because that's, that, uh, that's my example of a shit job. I was going to say Macca's, but then I knew that would offend heaps of people. I know there's a bunch of people who work at fucking supermarkets, who may be listening to this right now. Okay, it's not a bad job. It's a great job, okay? But I'm sure it's not your fucking dream, is my point. And if it is, fuck, then I, now I feel bad. <laughs> God, I'm digging myself a hole. I need to get out of it. Fuck. Um, the point is, follow your dreams or don't. Whatever. You won't achieve anything. <laughs> um, I need to stop talking about this. <laughs> fuck, guys, this is what I mean. I was in a bad mood and I didn't want to take it out at anyone and here I am doing it. All right. I'm just in a bad mood guys. <laughs> so this one came in from H Evans. How long have we been going for? This one came in from H Evans. He said, talk about the couple that named their twins Corona and COVID bullshit. This did not happen. I do not do not believe you. Cause I don't want to believe you. Oh my God. I'm looking this up right now. Duck, duck going this bad boy. By the way, if you're not using DuckDuckGo, you are from the past, okay? We don't say the G word on this podcast um, that rhymes with Oogle because it's an inferior search engine. Um, What do I even DuckDuckGo? Couple named their twins um, Corona and COVID. Dude, I can't believe I fucking chucked that into a search engine. Because it might be real. Oh my God, it's real. Up oh, in India. COVID and Corona. Couple have named their new twins after after the coronavirus pandemic. You don't say. As a symbol of triumph over hardship during the lockdown. We haven't got over it yet. That's not a symbol of triumph. Thousands of people are still dying every day. Like, it's a symbol of triumph. What about if this goes on forever? It'll just be a reminder that that life is unfair. That's what it is. It's not a symbol of triumph. Imagine, like, enrolling your first day in school. You're the teacher. You're like, Adam, here. Okay. Sarah, here. COVID, here. Why the fuck did your parents name you COVID? I don't know. They're bad people. Yeah, they fucking are. I'm going to have a strong word to them when they come pick you up. Oh, they, they're not around. How, how come? What, they're not going to come after school? Nah. Why? Because they don't love me. I fucking gathered that champ. Your name's COVID. No one loves you. Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Fuck being that kid, man. Or those kids. There's two. 
Corona's not as bad because you can be like, oh, my dad's an alcoholic and he just loved the beer. COVID, there's no other reason. Being COVID is the raw end of that deal. Dude, calling your, calling your kids Corona and COVID is like calling them 9-11 and the Holocaust. Both killed thousands of people. Some killed, okay, the Holocaust killed more than thousands. But the point is, both are tragedies. What's the difference? Like, oh, I'm going to call my kid drink driving because it kills thousands of people every year. <laughs> nah, it's to celebrate the triumphs of people who don't drink drive. Fucking idiot. <laughs> That's so dumb. Am I the only one? I might be outnumbered here. The Calling your kids that, I don't think I will be. Calling your kids that is so fucking stupid, man. I don't get parents who give their kids a shitty name, like celebrities who name their kids like fucking, oh, his name's Wall Charger. It's like, what? Yeah, I was looking at a wall charger in the hospital and we couldn't think of a name, you know? Like, didn't Kanye or something call their kid North? What the fuck? Northwest? Oh, good one, man. The kid's going to be fucking into orienteering. <laughs> I used to have a joke about that on stage. Some stupid shit about, like, Southwest. I don't know. I used to have a joke about that on stage. I forget it. Um, pair was stopped by... This is crazy, man. They chose unusual names for the newborns to uh, relieve the fear and anxiety associated with the words. How does that relieve any fear and anxiety? That's insane, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's like calling your kid fucking heart disease. <laughs> like diabetes. <laughs> like imagine, this is the thing, if parents keep... <laughs> if parents keep calling their kids shit names, this is what their first day of school will be like in like five years in India. Just like, uh, Corona, yeah. COVID, yeah. Cool. Heart disease, yeah. <laughs> right. Holocaust, yeah, I'm over here. Okay, great. 9-11, good, yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, man. Cardiac arrest, yep, just over here. Um, what else we got on the list? Oh, we have, uh, breast cancer. Breast cancer's not here. No, not here. Oh, okay, cool. All right. What about prostate cancer? Yep. Great. Cool. What about bats at the back of the head? Yep. I'm here. No worries. <laughs> you can't call your kids after a tragedy is my point. Okay. I think I made that. I've made it very clear, you know? The plague here. <laughs> I think I just like doing the voice, guys. Um, all right. What, how long are we moving on for? I'll answer one more question. Oh, fuck. I never talked about the weed war. Damn it. Um, fuck it. I'll talk about the weed war. Oh, I'll answer this question next week, and then I'll talk about the uh, weed war. All right, guys. We'll have to make it quick, but I don't know how I'm going to make this quick. Last week, it took me four to five minutes, so strap in. Guys, shit got real this week out there. If you don't know, I'm in a weed war, uh, overgrown backyard with weeds. I'm doing my best with the help of the listeners uh, and obviously the poison master who sent me an email of how to solve the weeds. I'm trying to combat weeds using various strategies. It's week two and this week I was rained out for a lot of the week. Definitely, not only was I versing the weeds this week, 
I was also felt like I was at war with the elements a bit. Mother nature was not on my side. You cannot use the poison when after it's wet or when it's wet, it just has less effect. So it recommends that on the bottle. I was like, I wouldn't want to disobey the poison master. Okay. The guy who, and he included that in the email. He said, make sure you do on a dry day. I was like, cool, can do. So this week was an up and down. I had a two day window midweek where I got some stuff done. Uh, and, oh, and last weekend as well, we got out the stump, which was really good. And no, I think it was like Tuesday or something. I forget. We, we got out the stump and uh, which was the source. So that was like the home base where most of the weeds uh, were coming from. We feel like we attacked them at the source. It was kind of like the plan of when they were wanting to blow up the Death Star. It was a real like, look, we've got one shot at this. If this doesn't work, fuck, maybe we're going to be under galactic empire rule forever. And I kind of felt like I was on Endor a bit. And I was like, this is the rebellion's last chance. So we went out there with a shovel and we fucking dug, man. We just dug. We hit so much shit that we shouldn't have hit. I, I dug so deep. I, we, we dug through the layer of worms. I found two witchetty grubs. That's how deep we dug. Uh, we found some shit that probably shouldn't have been buried in a backyard, like some old wire. And then eventually we hit to the bottom and I could get under the stump. We lodged it out. Now, put it, put this out on Instagram. Someone suggested you need to dump that stump. So hashtag mission dump the stump was then in progress. Now, I said this on my live stream this week. If you watch that and I'll say it again. And I said it on Instagram, I cannot confirm or deny if that stump was placed on council property or a nature strip near my house, that is not my property. I'm not going to confirm or deny that. All I can say is that mission dump the stump was a great success an absolute Success. It, I no longer have a stump in my backyard. Don't know where it is. I lost it. Just like the plot, man. Oh, need a fucking map for the plot and the stump because they're both not here. Wouldn't know. Then uh, that was like phase one. Phase two, we still had half a backyard full of weeds. So we got to raking. We raked away all the mulch again and we were ripping, pulling, ripping, pulling, filling up another whole green bin full of weeds. That's how extensively thick they were. There's a few people out there doubting the severity of my weed issue, claiming that I was only doing this for content. I'm like, mate, you think I want to be at fucking war? No one wants to be at war. It's never any country's first choice. Okay, well, okay, some countries it is, but I'm the underdog here, okay? They invaded my backyard. I don't want, I'm, I wasn't, I, my hands were tied. I was forced. It's like, do I let them overcome? And I, like, where does it stop? That's the thing. They grow through your backyard. All of a sudden, it starts growing through your windows, you know? Then your house looks like that scene and where the wild things are when that fucking guy's house just turns into a rainforest. So it's like, where do you want me to draw the line, man? You, where, where's the point where you stand up for yourself and fight back? And three weeks ago was that point where I declared war. And since then, I tell you what, it hasn't been pretty out there, but we've filled up two green bins, a lot of fallen weeds, lest we forget, but also fuck them, they shall not grow. And, um, okay. Okay. This, is, this bit's really hard, so just give me a second. We uh, lost a soldier out there. 
Yep. Um, you guys might remember I bought a $4 rake from Bunnings. And I did say at the time, might have been an ambitious purchase. I'll let you guys know how that plays out. Well, unfortunately, I have to bring bad news to this podcast. And it's been a lot of fun up till here. Apart from that point where I told you all not to follow your dreams. But other than that, been a lot of fun and games. And that $4 rake is no longer with us. All it is with us. haven't thrown it in the bin yet. It's just cracked and unusable. <sighs> Sorry, I have to pause the camera. It's about to stop. I totally didn't cry when it was off. Um, okay, I'm back. Whew, okay. So, yes, we lost a rake, a soldier down, and... Obviously, as a commander and I guess the general of any war, I don't know what I am, a chief, whatever the highest rank is. Someone commented it. I forgot. I think it was general. You got to press on. You stop, you grieve, and then you move on because if you don't move on, then that rake's died for nothing. You want to... It it made me a lot more determined to win. I tell you that much. And Meg... Uh, who's one of my biggest allies in this war, she went back to Bunnings and purchased a more reasonably priced rake, one not in the bargain rack. She purchased, I think she spent upwards of $20 on a new rake. Firmer handle, firmer end to it. Still plastic, but definitely not $4 level quality. Now, I don't want to have a go at that rake. I'm not saying it was bad quality. It did a great job. It lasted out there for a week of this war. Okay, it fought hard, raked a lot of mulch, was responsible for a lot of weeds going in that bin. Died honorably, but I think Meg may have stepped on it or... Look, I, I don't... Okay, maybe it ro- ro- broke when she was raking. I didn't see what happened. All I knew as I came back, there was a snap rake. I'm not going to accuse anyone because as soon as you start infighting, all of a sudden, your army's fucked. So that's not what I'm going to do. But there was one casualty. We... Had a brief minute of silence. If you saw on my uh, Instagram, I did try and do CPR on the rake. Turns out that's for humans and living things only. Who would have knew? Certainly not me. Whatever. My neighbors thought I was making out with the rake. It's not the point. We moved on. We got rid of every single fucking weed in that backyard. And then the chemical warfare started again. I made it rain. It was raining all week. And I bet. This, this is the joy that it gave me. I bet the weeds were like, oh, goody, more rain from the heavens. I'm like, nah, bitch, this rain is from hell. And I fucking sprayed that poison. I made it even stronger this week. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to kill the tan bark. I was like, maybe the tan bark's in cahoots with the weeds. I don't know. It's letting the weeds grow, grow through it pretty big, uh, pretty quick. So I just went and went ham. Sprayed the whole garden again. And guys, it's been about five days on. And I don't want to call a win too early. And I'm not going to do that. But all I'm going to say is, not only do I have the upper hand in the fighting, I think I may have won the battle, but not the war. I think I won the first battle. We cleared the garden of weeds. We sprayed the weed killer and... I'm seeing an absolute stunt in their growth. A real whack to the core, partly to do with the stunt being removed. 
I think. I'm saying not a lot of weeds out there. And the weeds that I am seeing, not looking too green anymore. A yellow tinge to them. So it's other than the lost rake was a pretty successful week of the weed war. Obviously not over yet. We've got a lot of fighting to go, but guys, things are looking up around here and that's what we want to see. Okay. So what a, I guess what a great end to the podcast. Um, probably when I announced that, sorry. Should have made an announcement with the announcement horn, but that's all right. The weed war is still progressing, but I think we can definitely say that we've got them scared. We've got them on the back foot. And now it's just maintaining that stronghold in the war and making sure they don't reassert their dominance on the battlefield. That's it. I'm out. Guys, that's been the podcast. Uh, Thank you very much for supporting me in the war i'll let you guys know how it's going through the week i might get out there um i I still need to refill the hole of where the stump is um but i sprayed it with poison so i didn't want to disturb that um and now i'll refill the hole and hopefully uh fast forward two to three weeks i don't see one single fucking weed in my backyard that that's best case scenario worst case is i do another coat worst worst case is i go to plan e and we have to nuke bomb the weeds with water balloon poison so either way, thank you all very much for listening. Uh, hope you guys have had a good week. Hope you guys haven't lost the plot like I have. But if you have lost the plot, just um, be thankful that you're not the only one. And if you want to sing about bread, then go for it and laugh your, the night away like I did at yourself. And uh, yeah, make sure you uh, leave a comment. Just just comment for the sake of engagement. Um, you know, we just need to get them comments. Smash like for the sake of engagement. And uh, even if you're an audio listener, head over to the YouTube video, smash like on this episode for engagement. And yeah, thank you all very much. Tell a friend about the show and I'll see you guys next week. Woo! Also, I just realized that I never did the sneeze. The feeling went away and I don't know, a little bit of a letdown. But yeah, no, no sneeze this week, guys. We'll try again next week. See ya.